I just realized I'm gonna have to watch so much fucking Demon Slayer to freaking catch up. Eh. Could be worse. Could be working a regular job. Welcome back to Anime Casuals. I am Lucky, and today I am going in the weekend talk solo because everybody's schedule is kind of fucked up. I am over here in California. I don't know if you realize this, but the acoustics are different. I'm actually using a different microphone. There's a lot of different things about today's episode. <laughs> well, actually, those are the only things that are different about today's episode. Actually, um, I've decided, oh, okay, I have to talk to Michael and Johnny, but you know, you all know who makes the decisions around here. Uh, I really want to involve, as you've probably heard from the intro, if I decided to put it in there, um, I want to put Demon Slayer into this coming up, um, just because uh, it's got, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's gotten past the arc where it's kind of like a rehash of the movie. So I do want to eventually get into that. Um, I don't know how much of the original arc, or sorry, the machine, what is it called? Uh, the Mugen Train arc I'm going to get into, but I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see as we go along. Anyway, uh, welcome. If you guys are new here, basically on the weekend talk, it's typically me uh, and my other co-hosts, Michael and Johnny, uh, but it is just me today. And typically we talk about four, we call it the big four. It's going to have to be the big five. I don't know how this is going to work anymore. I think we're going to start going into like hour long discussions about this stuff. But Basically, we just go into discussions about weekly anime that we all are caught up in. Uh, also, sorry if the mic quality is kind of going in and out because I'm literally holding my mic. I'm not. <laughs> I'm standing up and all that stuff. But anyway, uh, and typically what we'll do is we'll put them in a in hype order. So uh, the first anime we talk about is typically the one that is uh, least hype, and that doesn't always. It's not always a bad thing. It's just compared to all the other anime at the time. Um, it just wasn't as hype as the other ones. So anyway, um, we'll be talking about today, uh, One Piece episode 1002. That is just so ridiculous. <laughs> I, I still can't get over that. We have, um, oh man, what did I want to do with this one? You know what? I'm going to make an ex executive decision. I'm going to put, um, the next one is going to be, uh, that, wait, what was it called? It is the world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat. Uh, episode 10, then we're going to have Platinum End, number 10, uh, episode 10, and Mashoka Tensei, episode 21, because that was freaking lit. But let's start off with One Piece, episode 1002. Um, a lot of setting up for what's about to, for what's to come. We have uh, Page, Son, or what, what the hell does Ulti call him? Like, Pepe? Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to call him Pepe. He's going to be called Page. Um, we have Page and Ulti, potentially, versus uh, Usopp and Nami, if they ever catch them, I mean, Usopp and Nami are pretty fast, so <laughs> they are, I mean, you know, we've always known this as them being, like, the, the weakest of the group, um, and I, I've always liked that dynamic with Nami and Usopp, because they have this kind of kinship going on, despite the fact, uh, you know, obviously, like, Usopp has made her, I don't, I don't remember if he made her most recent, um, uh, what, what do you call that thing? The, uh, whatever her freaking rod thing is called. I, I, I thought, but I, I know he made her original one. So, um, it's interesting to see that like their dynamic, 
playoff. Um, and I'd love to see them versus Ultian Page. Uh, you know, I, I feel like the episode title was a little, uh, little, it was a little strange, uh, because we didn't actually get into the, the, the ulti fight, right? So we're just sitting there and it's like, uh, Nami and ulti new, what is it like rivalry or something like that? Now I thought it was going to be something cool. And it's just like, you know, I mean, great. It fits. It's just like, if you're going to name your episode, something like that, it, you'd probably want the rivalry to, I mean, you know, happen. Uh, but anyway, we had that. I'm trying to remember if there were any other spectacular highlights. Obviously we have Zoro versus Drake. Um, Drake is, um, he's, he doesn't want to reveal his identity to the straw hats that he is working for the, the Navy. But at the same time, I mean, if he has that much trust in the straw hats, I would have, I would have liked him to confide in them, especially since Zoro knows he is, um, since Zoro knows, you know, he, he's, he's he's not telling them something he, he can tell there's something wrong here so i don't know i i'd be interested to see what drake will drake actually confess anything to zoro will he because you know i mean my boy zoro is gonna cut up that tyrannosaurus ass bro we all know that we all know it um but obviously they have to deal with uh apu first and also the humongous i can't remember what these things are called um they're the giant people uh but uh geez man these people are ridiculous man the, the amount of big people and also i don't know I'm, I'm getting a little frustrated with some of the power scaling uh involved in this because one of the problems is is that whenever we are talking about power scaling or we're talking about like anything like that is uh, you know especially with one piece right is this idea that there is like this bigger person like the giants right i mean we had this with ors jr when uh, Luffy's shadow had, um, had, you know, it, it was a long time ago. It was, it was over with, uh, with, uh, Gecko Moria over in, um, over in, what the hell was that island called? I can't remember off the top of my head now, but anyway, you know, they were talking about that and, uh, you know, they have all these people over here that are, um, that are fighting and it's like, you know, we just bodied two giants. Why do, why does this giant look any different? Um, we have Frankie versus the other giant who thinks of him as a toy, uh, there's a lot going on here. Uh, one thing that I'm, I'm noticing though, as I'm wondering like how strong is Scratchman Apu? Because he seems like he's ridiculously strong. He's taking, he's taken on, uh, Luffy, Zoro, uh, kind of got bodied by kid, but he got mostly, uh, like, uh, surprise attacked. He got, uh, then there was, uh, and now he's facing off against Zoro and Drake. And you're just like, what the hell can this guy do? I mean, we've seen what he can do, but is anybody gonna ever figure this out? Um, because, uh, you know, obviously he's got a lot of, uh, crazy or a strange ability to get used to, but at the same time, you would think somebody would be able to figure this out. Obviously, I don't think Luffy is a good, uh, is a good match for him because of the, the rubber man shtick. Uh, you know, obviously it seems like he can be hurt by, uh, by Apu. Although I will say this, like, I'm always confused about the idea of Luffy getting hurt. I mean, he's, he's, they always used to say like, oh yeah, he's a rubber man. He can't get hurt. Then they introduce hockey, which apparently he can get hurt by. And then we have this, which he can be hurt by. I mean, it's so confusing to, to think about all these, like how is Luffy, um, is he getting hurt by certain things? Like, did he get hurt by Arlong? Is that his name? The, the fish band guy. But anyway, um, so there's a lot going on in this episode, but not a lot of like, this is, and this is the problem that I always say with One Piece is that it, 
tends to uh, have too many storylines going on at once for us to get to the main, the good stuff until way later. That's why I think the, the series drags so long. But I also think that's why we like the series so much is that there's so much going on all at once. And, you know, it's just it's just utter chaos. And I absolutely love it. Um, we'll probably see, I, I did see a little bit of the preview episode for next week. Um, I'm not going to really talk about it just in case you haven't. Um, but it looks like we're starting to lead up into some things, um, that, that were unfinished before. I mean, how long is it going to be till Luffy finally gets up, uh, through that damn hole that Kaido made through the roof, man? I mean, it's ridiculous, dude. We've seen, we've seen him travel so fast before. And yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. I, the, the, I lose my patience with One Piece, but at the same time, it's One Piece. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it a little bit more, but, uh, or I'm going to, we're going to stick with it, right? I mean, it's, it's been on our weekend talk for ever, man, <laughs> ever since, uh, I think before we used to do the weekend talk and casual discussion together and One Piece was still on, the, <laughs> it was still on there, man. Um, but anyway, why don't we go over to, um, Askrat or, uh, God, I don't know if I want to say the freaking whole name again. The world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat. Um, uh, this was definitely a build-up episode. That was the only reason why I put it before Platinum End. Uh, Platinum End is a little bit of a build-up episode too, but I just felt like uh, a little bit more was at stake in that episode. So in Askrat, um, there was this big date between uh, Dia and Lou, and... I, you know, I, I like the episode overall, though. It, it really showed a different side of Lou. I know we've seen a lot of the assassin side of, oh, I'm using, I'm using, I'm simply using you for this. I'm simply using you for that. Um, we also got to get a hint of the hero in the very beginning. Uh, well, maybe a hero. Um, I can't remember the dude's name, but uh, Maha had mentioned him, how he has been just pretty much invincible in this uh, war. And we've learned that Dia or Dia's family, is involved in this uh, civil war, so to speak. Um, Lou ends up going to talk to Dia and, you know, see if he can get her family out. Um, she does not want to go. She uh, kind of makes it seem as if it's less uh, less of a big deal as it uh, than it really is. They go out on a date, do the hot spring thing. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of summing this all up because um, it was mostly just trying to set up for the big reveal at the end, which was the fact that all of the people in town were all playing. Or Lou had actually mentioned, oh, there's a lot of people here. I can I can tell from their bloodlust that they have combat experience. Um, so, you know, and then she kind of tells him like, oh, yeah, no, we have a lot of people out here in like reserve. And, you know, people obviously need to fight um, for the right to party. You know, <laughs> good old Beastie Boys over there. Um, but, yeah, so it was uh, it was cool to see it was cool to see like this buildup because I didn't really expect the end where all of a sudden the minute she shushes Lou off, um, she's like, okay, you guys can come out now. You guys are all, uh, and they're all the regular people are just, uh, uh, what would you call them? Uh, our soldiers. Sorry. Um, so you can, and then she kind of sounds like this is going to be the end of her. Uh, this seems like a pretty big battle. So I was a little confused by a couple things. I, I think it was the fact that the hero, I think the hero is on the other side. So, um, or possibly the hero. How about that? I, I, we don't, we don't know exactly if it's the hero, so I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but anyway, um, overall really cool episode in terms of setting things up. Um, I was, I was very surprised though, to see how much, uh, what did you say? How much in love, uh, Lou seemed to be like it, with Dia. I think he's starting to lose a lot of the edge that, 
um, he came to this world with, which is good. But I wonder if that's going to come back as a form of weakness later on. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what uh, what Lou is doing. And it's also such a I just want to say it's such a contrast for people that don't know or haven't been listening to us. Uh, this is from the same writer who wrote uh, Redo of Healer. Uh, I don't know if he also illustrated it or not, but um, it was interesting to see, you know, Lou go into this because in, in Redo of Healer, um, was it Ki Kiarga, I think his name is. He has the, the tendency to simply look at people as objects for his revenge. Whereas in Ascrat, uh, um, Lou is kind of the opposite. He's going from seeing people as objects to now kind of look at, even seeing himself as an object, right? He said in the beginning of the anime that, hey, I am a tool. I'm simply a tool. But then once he got killed, he's like, you know what? I feel, I'm starting to feel things now. Um, and obviously we saw in the last episode or the, the episode before where... Uh, Lou gets his first assassination and he starts to actually feel things because, you know, he spent some time with his family um, and spent some time with his wife and her husband and had to kill the husband afterwards, right? So it's interesting to see Lou uh, start to open up and start to become more, you know, despite the fact that he was, what, like maybe in his 60s in the past life or maybe 50s, 60s, 70s, something like that, um, to see him grow up. It's such an interesting thing and it always it kind of reminds me of the fact that we never, there's always something new to learn no matter how old we get. You know what I mean? So it was a really cool episode overall. Um, a lot of, uh, uh, what would you say? A lot of building up, but overall, very good episode. Uh, why don't we go over to Platinum End, episode 10. Uh, Platinum End, really, really high stakes in this episode. Um, it was cool to see Mirai start to take action. Uh, I know in the past, me, Michael, and Johnny have been very critical of Mirai in the sense that you know he's a little whiny right uh, and you know that's very realistic for what's happening in his situation but at the same time or uh, the you know in the same token it's it's annoying and also you're you're somebody's writing this right like yes i am immersed in this anime and i want it to feel as if it's you know i'm in the story but obviously you know if you're writing it you want it to be as um you want the quality to be up there so if somebody being whiny and bitchy is going to affect the quality. I think you can you can you can um, sacrifice some of the realism of it. But uh, you know, as we kind of went on, um, Mirai you know ends up using his white uh, what do you call it? I think the white arrow. Um, it was cool to see him use it in the sense that like I don't want to use this thing, so I'm going to use it as a distraction to you know get him away. Um, either way, Mirai ends up going into the box. I call it you know I call it the death box because that's typically what. Uh, Metropolitan Man is, is doing. Uh, it was cool to see, like, you know, Mirai actually take action, man. He's grown his nuts, and I'm digging it, man. I mean, you know, grown the nuts, bro. I'm digging that shit, dude. Um, by the way, I don't know if we ever did this one, but we might have to do it at one point, the casual discussion where we, uh, we've been talking about this a long time. It's like ball-dropping moments, but I don't think we could ever figure out a YouTube-friendly way to say it. <laughs> so uh, maybe that's something for a future, or maybe we already did it. I can't remember off the top of my head now. Um but anyway, uh, going back to the episode, um, it was cool to see just Mirai take action. You know, he ends up telling Mukaido, hey, why don't we um, fly around at supersonic speed so nobody can hit us, right? Because that's the one thing about the arrows is that they they shoot, but some people can dodge them, right? Uh, people are, especially since when you fly, you fly at the speed of light or past the speed of light or whatever. Um, so it was interesting to see the fact that, uh, what's his name, uh, Mukaido and uh, Mirai, uh, can fly that long 
especially holding somebody. Um, so, I mean, that that's just incredible. Also, the fact that the... You know, you would imagine, right? I don't know if you guys ever watched uh, Cyborg 009, but there's a moment in there where, uh, you know, Cyborg 009 or... What the hell's the name? Whatever. Uh, we'll just call him uh, Cyborg. We'll just call him 9. Uh, so 9 ends up uh, you finding out his power, right? Which is he clicks his back molar or something like that, and he's able to... Um, he's able to speed himself up and slow down time one of the mistakes that he makes is he ends up grabbing a normal person right a uh, like a the person that's helping them escape he grabs them and then he goes into his his uh, speed and then he he comes back but then he realizes the professor wasn't like ready for it or the professor's body isn't made for it so i'm wondering why um why these people are okay like i, I mean i would just i just kind of figured that maybe they would be uh, a little bit different. Like they, they would like, especially since, uh, Mikado's wife is pregnant. So I'm kind of wondering what the idea is there, but I'm not going to question it too much. Um, we also got to see, uh, God, I keep forgetting her name. I want to say her name is Saki. Uh, the, the cat girl, um, we got to see Saki, uh, before we get into the cat girl part, we got to see Saki, um, Oh, Saki's angel. I can't remember him off the top of my uh, head. He, he becomes a first-class angel, meaning he finally got his wings, baby. Let's go. Uh, and becomes the angel of emotion. Eh, a little wimpy, but, you know, what, what the fuck ever, bro. You got, you got, you got your wings, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was cool to see. Well, okay, first off, I'm, I'm, I was just thinking to myself, like, man, that's... Like, how long did he spend trying to force all that freaking knowledge, right? But then I was like, okay, well, you know, at least he got the wings. He, he got the wings in the end. Um, that's all that matters. Then we get to see Saki come over to, uh, what, what is this guy's name? I think his name is Hajime, but I'm not, I'm not completely sure. It's the uh, assassin guy who is um, Metropolitan's bitch, basically, at this point. Um, so it was cool to see uh, the, <laughs> the fact that she hit him with the red arrow and he just looks at her and is just trying not to nut. It's crazy, bro. It's it's, it's just so funny. Um, and to see her, like, um, what would you say, uh, like, seduce him at the same time. It was really interesting. I, I like the episode overall. Uh, I'm really interested to see in this arc what's going to happen. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, this is just a question out, out into the universe, you know. Um, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that Mirai has what it takes to become God? Do you think this whole test is even actually for somebody to become god uh, here's my theory right uh hear me out for a second um uh the moon landing was fake 9-11 wasn't real no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> here's my theory uh i think that god did this in order to choose himself a new right hand you know how uh god i'm so bad at the bible i know i say i'm religious on this freaking podcast all the time i just i'm not very good with anything uh, it's either Gabriel or somebody like that is the right hand of God. Maybe he wants a new right hand. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking right now, you know, uh, either way, I, I'm interested to see if Mirai is, is the one that's capable of that. Or maybe, um, God, what is it? Mukaido? Maybe Mukaido. I mean, he's a very big family man. Um, and there's still something about Saki. I just, I don't know what it is about Saki, man. She seems like she's... I know we had a lot of reveal about her, but at the same time, she still seems a little, like, too good to be true. So, I, I got my eye on her, man. I got my eye on her. Um, yeah, that's all. I, I, I was going to make an allusion to another show, but it's a big spoiler, so I can't I can't do that. Um, but, yeah, overall, pretty good episode. I'm wondering, like, are we going to get too, too uh, 
what do you call it uh two seasons out of this um it seems like a lot of this stuff is happening we've killed like what one two three four is it about it's about four god candidates so far right um he right in the so we've been introduced to about nine of them it looks like am i right so we have the the two two guys at the the baseball stadium we have the little little girl we have the guy who is uh who the, the first guy who died um we got him uh, uh the, the guy that was having sex with all the idols in the car uh then we have we have like one, two, we have four people here. So that's about like eight. So we only have like four God candidates left to really talk about. So I'm kind of wondering what that's going to be. I feel like another season would be enough to kind of get it in there. Um, but yeah, overall, pretty good episode. Um, kind of, you know, definitely really digging it uh, so far. And I, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just happy that there's a lot of, you know, cause we were talking about it being like the next death or being a very similar to death note. Um, you know, even Michael was making allusions to like, oh yeah, we know what's going to happen. We know about the Shinigami and the, you know, the, 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 the parallels between the Shinigami and the angels, but I'm glad that it actually defied a lot of my expectations in the sense that it actually was, went off into its own world. So very, very good, uh, good episode. But speaking of very good episodes, we got to get into Mishoku Tensei episode 21, bro. What the hell was this episode? Um, I'll be very clear. I do not remember the, the name of the, um, the gentleman who was kicking all that ass in the episode. So I'm going to be referring to him as dragon God guy. Um, so just want to make that very clear. So he is dragon God guy. That's all, you know, that's it. Um, but anyway, uh, so we start off this episode with a crazy foreshadowing. Well, not even a foreshadowing. It's literally like a, a future clip. And then we go back. Right. Um, really, really cool way to show off the episode. They'd never done that before. So it really threw me off and, um, you know, seeing, well, seeing from this cheery spot where they go into a town, they're looking up at the red dragons, which that would be a foreshadowing, right? Like, you know, Eris, uh, what's her name? Eris or something like that wants to take on a red dragon. Um, she ends up taking on, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rougerd and is able to hold her own for the most part, but still loses. And he ends up saying, you are a warrior now. I'm not going to treat you like a little kid anymore. Um, and then she says she wants to take on a red dragon, all that good stuff, but Anyway, uh, we get over to the meat and potatoes of this of this uh, episode where they are basically going into a um, they're going into like I, I don't know what you want to call it like a, a little like cavern place, but it's not a cavern because there's like, like a cliff next to it. They end up meeting this guy and his assistant girl. I don't know what the hell her name was, um, but anyway, the interesting thing about it was just the um, the fact that. <laughs> You know, uh, Rougerd and Eris are so afraid. They are so freaking afraid of this guy. But Ru Rudy is just... Uh, and by the way, I, I I don't know if I'm mad at Rudy. I don't... There's just something about Rudy where I... Like in this episode where I was like, Ah, dude, you're kind of an ass, dude. Like you, you can see these people are shitting themselves. And yet you decide to strike up a conversation with this guy. So, I mean, for that, I mean, a little, little bit of bad points for, for Rudy. But... Um, you know, seeing, seeing what this guy can do, like was incredible. So, cause we know Rogerd is a badass, but watching, um, God, uh, dragon God guy, just body him basically. I've, although I will say this, Rogerd held his own for the most part, uh, well, not held his own. Sorry. Uh, he was doing really, really well for the most part, but, um, and then we get to see Eris try and take him on. Doesn't stand a chance. And then 
uh, Rudy basically gets bodied, but he does show a lot of potential uh, to the point where uh, the Dragon God guy even says that, hey, he's probably about as strong as Laplace, or I can't remember if it was exactly that, or maybe he has about the same ama about, uh, like, amount of magic power. Um, but what was interesting about all this, right, I kind of skipped past it, was what started the fight, which was the Man God. So I'm wondering, right, because technically the Dragon God, I believe, is second fiddle to the Technique God. And I wonder if Man God is the technique god um i'm just curious right I, like what do you guys think do you because and also there was something about the, the the man god that threw me off he was doing this pose where he has his um hands behind him and they're interlaced and they're like going back a little bit that's typically what they do uh what girls do in anime where they have their 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 um what you call it hands interlocked and they they're stretching behind their hands behind them while they talk about something nonchalantly and i was like is is man god like not a man like I'm, I'm a little confused so um or you know maybe it's like an androgynous thing right to the point where like you you, you don't know if it's a guy or a girl that kind of thing um but either way it was it was an interesting episode to see that um somebody wants to kill the man god um what does that mean like what does that mean for rudy what is is rudy a disciple technically of the man god like what's going on here a little bit like uh, subaru from ray zero like they people were always like oh he's a He's part of the witch's cult, you know, because of his association with the Witch of Envy. So it'll be interesting to see what, what happens after this episode, man, because I feel like a lot of stuff changed. I think this is going to... And also, I'm wondering if... What are, what are we on? Episode 21. So uh, it was 11 episodes for part one. So we'll be... I, I, I'm curious. Are we going to see 22? What happens after this? So, um, dude, I just seen... And I'm, I'm glad for this episode too because we get to see some power leveling or sorry power scaling and not like bs power scaling but like actual power scaling act like actual um like this is what you're looking at for the most part and i like i like that it was it was put that way because the problem with a lot of these um a lot of, a lot of these like um what do you call it uh isekai animes is that they keep making these freaking main characters so strong that they don't have any uh, they have no equals, man. They're just, you know, they're beating the crap out of everybody. But that's not interesting. Watching Rudy grow and watching him like grow emotionally, physically, mentally, even as a 35-year-old man in a um, a kid's body, was it's just so interesting. And once again, I just have to give it to them for putting that balance between Rudy and his former uh, and his former self. I just, I, it, it really does ground Rudy as a as as a main character. And it really shows him, uh, it really shows them in a different light. And I just think they do such a great job of juggling those two personalities with him. Um, but yeah, overall, really, really good, uh, really, really good episode. I was just so, um, I was just so happy uh, afterwards. But, you know, I'm wondering though, um, what did the Dragon God see? Well, obviously the, the woman in the mask is the one that said, oh, isn't he? And then we didn't get to hear what it was uh and then she then after she says that the dragon god guy ends up just healing rudy um from a pretty severe uh laceration or you know like a hole in his chest so um it was interesting to see uh the fact that he cured him so everybody's okay right now um and then one other thing that i wanted to bring up just because it was kind of important is the fact that the man god can see a lot of things but he cannot see that particular god's, uh, sorry, um, the dragon god's, um, in, in any of his visions, even though he can see pretty much everything else. 
what does that mean? Uh, can he see any of the other, what, what are the, the, the 12, whatever the hell they're called? Um, cause he did get to see, cause remember the man God did, did see, um, the demon Lord girl, the little demon Lord girl that gave Rudy his eye. Uh, I'm wondering what in the world, uh, he could like what he can't see, what he can see. Um, we got a glimpse of what he can't see right now, but I'm just wondering what else there is. Uh, either way, man, I, I'm there's there's so much in this episode. I know there was one more thing that I wanted to talk about and I can't remember it off the top of my head. Uh it was hmm no, nah, it was just it was just a lot in this episode where I was just like, man, this is uh we're we're raising the stakes a little bit here. Uh what what was the other thing? No, I don't really remember. Uh I, I think that pretty much covered everything. Either way, there's a lot of mystery. Um that that's going on right now if i'm not mistaken if i'm if i'm not mistaken i thought laplace was the one in the castle um up in like the the, the floating castle that was flying above the um flying above the uh the capital or wherever eris is from uh, oh actually that was the other thing i wanted to mention why does the dragon god know eris and rugerd but he does not know uh rudius um is it because you know when they talk about the end which is their group name um, he's typically known as a kennel master. I, I'm not really too sure. I really don't know. Um, but either way, this this episode brought up so many questions, and I'm sad to see that the season is ending because I really want more of them answered, like SPD emergency status. Sorry, weird Power Rangers joke. But anyway, guys, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Let me know if you guys uh, what you guys thought of the episodes uh, so far. Um, remember, you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email us and tell us how you thought, what you thought of all these episodes, uh, you can email us at animecasuals with an S, real, R-E-A-L, at gmail.com. Uh, also, guys, don't forget we're going to be talking about Kokoro, uh, Kokoro Connect tomorrow, um, the controversy that happened with it, uh, and just the, the, the 13 episodes of the first season that are not followed up by second season because of the controversy. Um, yeah, but... As always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.